What is up, y'all? What is going on? Welcome to another episode, uh, the new series Scrolling With. And I got none other than James Maharan, my buddy, who's always going to be here. Uh, so I'm going to let him, um, you know, introduce himself one more uh, time for you guys. But uh, uh, part of this new series, man, uh, we're going to hit up uh, triggers today. Uh, you know, our triggers, uh, how to how to look for triggers, um, how to deal with them. So this is just an intro into triggers. Uh, you know, we're going to definitely do a couple more of these um, um, episodes regarding triggers. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and let uh, James. James, welcome back to the show. Thanks, buddy. It's yeah, good to be here. Of course. It really man. is. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you guys, are, you guys listen to the first, most of you listen to the first one. Um, if not, uh, retired out of third group. Um and resiliency has been has become kind of a passion of mine. Um, I like I said my big my big joke and everybody hears that I spent seventy two days in a twenty eight day program, um, and it was a lot of it was learning exactly what we're going to talk about today. Um, so we've got like the definition of triggers. Now, if you look at our background and, and where we came from, our definition of trigger is a small device that releases a spring to catch. And uh, so sets off a mechanism, especially in order to fire a gun. Okay. Now that's 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 that is a trigger. <laughs> now, in essence, in the next definition, that is exactly the same, but it's a mental trigger. So yep. Triggers are external events or circumstances that may produce very uncomfortable emotional or psychiatric symptoms, such as anxiety, panic discouragement, despair, or negative self-talk. Okay, I'll say that again. Triggers are external events or circumstances that may produce very uncomfortable or emotional or psychiatric symptoms such as anxiety, panic, discouragement, despair, or negative self-talk. Now, it can be an action, it can be a smell, It can be a certain date and or time period that creates things like the anxiety, hypervigilance, yeah. discouragement, yep. your negative self-talk, despair. But it also brings on, and this is one of the things that I used a lot, and I still do, but it's more of a positive thing, which is negative humor. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do know. Exactly. Yeah. So huh. we'll go through and just some a description of some of like well-known triggers are explosions. Right. So we have out here, we have, you know, here where we live, we have the Marines that come in here once a year. Right. It rocks this place. Yeah. And it gets, there's a little bit of anxiety that goes. We have smells. The burn pits. Yeah. Um, certain dates, time periods. Okay. Personal triggers of my own, my own experience. There's one that I had in the mall, the patchouli oil that some of these guys that we dealt with downrange used to wear. Right. The warlords that we would talk to. Zombie walk here in town. And for me, it was windows. Huh. So... What do you mean by windows? Windows, and this is a thing that I didn't even realize I was doing until I got down to San Antonio. The sad thing was it took almost to like the last three weeks that I was there 
for the therapist to even realize that I was closing the shades every time we would go into her office. Huh. Because she would get up, prep some things, and I would walk over to the window and I would close the shades and then I would sit down. When she started talking to my wife about it, she says, yeah. She says, I open the, I open the shades up every morning. After he leaves, he comes home, he closes the shades. He makes sure that nothing is sitting in front of the yeah. back door because we have this glass right there. And so I would sit on either the left or the right side of that door, but I would always make sure that those shades were closed. Yeah. So if we went into a restaurant, couldn't sit. I mean, anxiety would be like oh, really yeah. high when we would sit there. Oh, yeah. Um, would you ask? Would you ask him to close? Oh, yeah. The oh, there was, I would say, no windows. Yeah. And we would sit there for, if it was full, we'd sit there if we wanted to eat. I mean, we'd sit there for an hour just waiting. Right. You know what I mean? Or we'd leave. One of the two. You know, with the zombie walk. And now keep in mind, well, let's, I mean, so with the zombie walk that was here in town, what's every, you know, it's, 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 everybody's dressed up as a zombie. What's one of the things that everybody carries when they're, when they're doing their thing in the zombie walk? They're carrying plastic machetes, they're carrying plastic yep. knives, stuff yep, like yep, that. Yep, yep. When you're in a hypervigilant state, <laughs> you start watching hands. Which a lot of, yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, I've got my four year old son going, Oh, why can't why can't we go on a zombie? I, I don't know, but we just got to go, right? And so if my you know if my family couldn't take them or you know what, then we were gone. Okay, so the patchouli oil we dealt with early on in the war, and and, and it, it somewhat did as we went on. But early on in the war, there was um, like right around 0102, there were some some of the warlords that we had to deal with, and a lot of these guys wore this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that it had an effect on me until I got, again, 72 days in a 28-day program, and one of the guys came in wearing it. Now, the last thing that I remember, because every morning they would wake, up, wake us up and we'd, you know, we'd go to PT, do whatever. Yep. And the last thing that I remember that morning is, or the last two things, that morning is smelling that smell. And then, and that was at about 5.30. Right. And at about 7.30, um, one of the, the senior healthcare workers standing at my, in my bathroom, and I'm sitting at the base of the shower, just letting this water fall all over me and not even realize what's going on. Yeah. But he was also the one that, that um, was there for us doing PT. And so he was, I asked for him to come into um, that session with my therapist that morning. Right. I wanted to know what <clears throat> went on. And he says, dude, you ran for 45 minutes. Every time this person would get near you, you would find another way to go around and you just ran. Really? I don't remember any of that. Well, that's quite interesting. I don't remember any of that. Now, this next one was in a mall. Right. And it's in a mall from where your family settled down. Okay. Mall of America. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. So, yeah, I already, yeah, I already know. Yep. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. So, we have the East End, right? <clears throat> what typically happens on Friday in any of the stands or even in the Middle East, Fridays before um, uh, the Holy Day, right? Yep. So, so yep. everybody goes to market. Yep. 
Doing their family day stuff. Did, doing Exactly. Yep. So on the east end of the mall, that was where, for whatever reason, that was that's where all the Middle Eastern yeah. families, it, and it doesn't matter Middle Eastern. It's it, I mean, there's Somalis there. It's just it's where they all go. Right. Walked in the door, saw it. Uh, we and wife and our friend walked into the bathroom. Next thing I know is I'm. The wife is grabbing me by my arm, going, "What in the hell are you doing?" And I'm looking at her. And the next thing that I remember is is I'm on the other side, the west side of the mall, next to a set of stairs, throwing up. Oh shit! Just throwing up. Now, the explanation from my wife and from our friend walked in. They went to the bathroom. They found me next to this big, giant concrete column, you know, where the the garbage cans were, and I was hiding behind that. They got me out of that. We went into um, the Wild Store that they have there. Yeah, we were getting some of the old North Star stuff. Yeah, yep, getting all that stuff. Exactly. And my wife said the next thing she knew. She came over to talk to me and I pushed her out of the way and I just took off. And so our friend followed and that was, she actually uh, was there when all this was going on. My wife's calling me like, where the hell are you at? So the trigger in that was just seeing uh, just, you know, People dressed like, yeah, whatever it was. So, yeah, no, 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 yeah. no, I got you. So anyway. Kind of put you back into the uh, a certain, you know. It does. But yeah. at, at the same time, there's, you know, and we'll talk about this. There, It's in the next piece after after you get done with yours. It's a lot of times you don't, you don't realize that this stuff is going on. Yeah. Yeah. Just so, like we were talking about right beforehand. Yeah. Right. So. What do you, is there anything that you got? And I know there is, you know, certain triggers. And, and how'd you find out about them? Oof. Uh, well, I didn't find out about my triggers until I went to uh, treatment. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I'm the same way. I, yeah. I mean, I'm the same way. Uh, just like we were just talking right now uh, beforehand, how like, you know, all this stuff happened. And, and, and even though these triggers were happening, I think obviously it always went back to, some of it went back to me, you know, using alcohol. So I never really paid attention to any of that stuff at the time until right. like I went to treatment and it was brought to my attention. And then you sit there and you think back like, okay, wow. Well, like, um, you know, like one thing you just said, like the window thing, like that's one of my things, not as extreme as you, but, um, it's definitely, uh, I'm, I'm the same way, man. I come in, I have to like, you know what I'm saying? Windows, like the shades, I got to close the shades, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So, but like for me, it's one thing that I, that I didn't realize until, uh, after treatment is that I had avoided, uh, you know, crowded places and bars and stuff. Um, um, not, not knowing man, not like, not at all. And then it, it wasn't until afterwards that I was like, holy shit. Right. Cause I don't like crowds. Right. And, and, then it was after treatment that I went to, uh, I forgot where I was, man. It was like a little a restaurant or something, but it was you know, like an outdoor thing. And, and the feeling that I had inside of my body, I, I couldn't take it. Right. Like I just could not take it. Like I can't even explain the feelings. It's like anxiety mixed with like fear with like, you know, just there's all these different emotions going on that I just have to leave. But, uh, um, you know, there's obviously certain, uh, uh, 
I don't want to say gunshots, but like when I hear something that sounds like a gunshot from sure. a distance, it, it makes me like super uh, hyper uh, uh, vigilant. Um, you know, my anxiety just skyrockets because, you know, especially if I'm not um, um, caring, caring at all. Uh, I, think, I think it would be more if it cracked over your head and then thudded behind you. I'm just saying. It, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, but you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. just stuff like that just kind of like makes me uh, uh, just, I don't know, man, makes my anxiety just skyrocket. Um, I definitely, you know, for me, it was, uh, um, just recently actually was, uh, something was a, a date that I had avoided for, uh, many, many years. I'd been trying for a long time. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, like for many years, uh, uh, this was my sister's birthday, uh, just this past uh, week. And I always, become isolated and and it, I did become isolated isolated this time but this year was truly uh the first year that I was actually sober like not you know what I mean so like right. I actually had an opportunity to, to reflect and, and actually not use it as a negative right thing and 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 go into isolation and drink or anything like that or, or you know doing like that give me an opportunity to actually now I was conscious about this trigger I you know I I, I was like oh shit it's her birthday I always go isolated. I always, you know, go deep into drinking and X, Y, and Z. And I took that and I turned it into a positive this time around. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just being self-conscious about those. Uh, but yeah, like the biggest things for me, man, the biggest things is crowded places and loud, loud environments. I cannot handle, it, 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 it makes me feel a certain way, man. Like I don't like it. Um, I just turn my hearing aids off. I mean, that's you know. What you know? I you know I need to wear mine more often. First, that's, that's probably what. I, it's, that's probably the reason I was. <laughs> you gonna wear them so you can turn them off? <laughs> like, well, like you know, what I'm saying like like they help so like, and I just don't wear them. I guess is what you like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I guess that kind of sound. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying, like. Yeah. Uh, I just don't wear them as, as, as often as I should. And I, and, right. and they, they would help if I did. Um, cause that's what they were given for, uh, yeah. you know, especially situations like that. Um, but yeah, uh, I would say those right there are my biggest ones, mm -hmm. my biggest ones. Yeah. And we've got them, you know, in a, in a lot of road debris, you know, for all oh, of yeah. us, uh, switch, switching lanes, no matter what, yeah. you know, no matter what, like man. That. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's, it's funny. Cause my wife and I were talking about that this morning. Cause she's like, what are you doing? I said, um, writing stuff for the podcast today. And she goes, Oh, what's it on? And I'm like, trigger. She's like, Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> she has a, she has, she has a list of those for you too. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's crazy though, man. Like usually, usually it's her honeydew list. Hey, can you do this? <laughs> and that gets you going. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah man. Um, even, I can't explain what it is, but if, if, if I'm talking to somebody and, and I feel some sort of uh, their demeanor change in any mm -hmm. aggressive way, mm -hmm. I go straight into, like there's no slow- vigilance kicks in a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. like, like that. And, yep. and, and it goes to straight defense mode like Im immediately, you know what I mean? Yep. And they might not even be trying to come off that way. It's, it's just- The shift in body language, you read it as a different- As a different. cross their arms or you know whatever it is. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's funny because you did you did bring up like the the whole subconscious piece. We right. don't even realize a lot of times that we're doing this. Right. So these things can also be you know they're subconscious and, and conscious, but most of them in the very beginning are subconscious. They are. You know, um, some triggers happen. We don't even know why. We just react. 
Um, basically, you, just, you don't ha- you don't have any control over what you what you're doing, or exactly. And I don't mean you, you you crack off on some dude and drag him out of a window or whatever it is. I mean, you know, yeah, some of us have done that, but it's, it doesn't always. <laughs> It's, it doesn't always happen that way. Listen to what you just. You know? This is the type of environment of people we hang out with. They're like, yeah, that shit happens. Yeah, Somebody's done it. You Somebody's know? done it. No big deal. Well, I've done that, and that's just like, well, yeah, yeah. I'm just you know, whatever. But you know, then we have then we have the conscious part. You know, we see it coming. Sometimes we take ourselves, and sometimes we're able to take ourselves out of the situation. Right. I think most of the time, at least for me. Having it become conscious was me learning about my triggers. Right. And learning what they were. So, like, I could communicate to my wife what's happening. Yeah. Or communicate to my son when he was younger. Not necessarily why it was going on, but why, you know, it's like, hey, I'm having a little bit of anxiety because of this, this, and this. this is, these are my options right now. Right. Unfortunately, you're with me, so it's your <laughs> option too, you know. Um, but learning, um, learning what those are. Um, I'll give you, give you a, a kind of a for instance. So like, uh, was it 2016, uh, Senior Bravo on our, the guy that was a Senior Bravo on 9 when I was there, committed suicide. Um, and so at our, our workout sessions were complete opposites of each other. This guy had qualified for the Boston Marathon three times. Oh, wow. And could not, um, could not go because of deployments, stuff like that, when it, when it would come around. It always seemed like we were deployed when it came to it. So, yep. um, and then, uh, so I... At the funeral, I promised his wife that I would run the Boston Marathon that next year in of April of seventeen. Yeah, well, you're really lucky because I met a guy that actually sat on the the athletic board for Boston, and that's how I got into running the Boston uh, Marathon. My big ass is not qualifying for the Boston Marathon. There's just no way. So, so well, I mean, we'll talk about that later. But I didn't even know you got to get like qualified. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you do. And I mean, and Timmy ran, and he's like, yeah, you know. But he just he just never got there, right? Um, and so I say that to, to say this: while I was training, you know, because of where the gym's at, a lot of times I would do my shorter runs and stuff like that downtown. Mm-hmm. And so as I'm coming down Russell Street one day, um, coming from Eastern Boulevard, I see these two these two guys, and they converge in the sidewalk and start walking tighter. Now. What does that usually mean? It to us, it means they're gonna try and do something, right? Do something, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So I literally, when they looked at each other, I cut back around this one building, ran all the way down the alley, ran all the way back around the building, yeah. and then ran across the street. And when I turned, when they got to where I had run in, they looked. And then they turned around and looked at them, and I gave them the finger and waved at them, and then I just kept right. going. Now, consciously, that's how I took that, and I was able to get around that. Right. If I was still in my subconscious mode, I probably would have met them head on. Right. And 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 just and just dealt with it. Right. Yeah. So that's you know. So we have to learn. With in order for us to be able to do it, we have to learn about it. Now, what happens if we don't learn about it? Nothing good. You brought it up. <laughs> so, you know, what do we what do we do with what do we do with our triggers? common thing and you said it we avoid 
Yeah. Right? We're all void. You, and you, you said well, it. Well, that's the easiest way, though, isn't it, James? Well, no, 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 well, no, no, hear me out here. It's I'm not saying it's the easiest the right way. I'm just saying it's the easiest way. But we avoid nicely. So <laughs> we when we get shot at, what do we do? We seek cover. Right. Oh, I didn't even see. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, we yeah, get shot yeah, at. Yeah. Somebody, we, we seek cover. Yeah. If the fire gets heavier, what do we do? We dig Tape. deeper. We start to isolate. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So subconsciously, that's what we're doing. We're trying. Oh yeah, we're avoiding. We're isolating. But we're taking. We're seeking cover. My it's man's there. out here dropping gems, people. <laughs> He's out here dropping gems. He just enlightened me right now. I'm like, wait a minute. I've been doing this shit for 20 years. Right. <laughs> and so we we go to that safe place. You know. Yeah. Um, one of the things that that I used to do, and it was funny because Doc reminded me. She reminded me of it when I was talking to her yesterday. And one of the things, and this is where, this was before I went to treatment, didn't even realize it. And it was also the reason that an old teammate of mine actually, when he came back from treatment, uh, wanted me to meet him down there. And this was the first place that we had the gym at because he knew I saw it as a safe place. But I would start to get, when I started getting my migraines and we had the gym, I would make some excuse to leave, right? And that's where I would go. Now, keep in mind the little the little place that we had was was a landlocked place between two two other businesses. Yep. So the only light that was getting in there was coming through the door, and I would run tape down that door, right? And I would keep that light, and I would just go lay in the middle of that floor in yeah, the dark. I remember, yeah, I remember you telling me that. One, because it was dark, and it made my head not hurt but the other part was is i was in a safe space where nobody could get to me whether it was whether it was nightmares whether it was thoughts whether it was it didn't matter yeah but that's where i would go and that was and my wife would come in like later on just before we before we'd open and she would see she'd see my truck parked there and she'd come in and she knew she would come in very cautiously um, obviously after the, the first couple of times it happened, but, right. um, and so she kind of, she kind of knew, but she's like, well, what brought it on? And I said, I have no idea. It's just, I knew I was in pain. I was, you know, it was just a place for me to go. So that's, you know, I was avoiding, <laughs> obviously I was isolating, Yeah, you know, and we think it's a safe place, but it really isn't. No, not you know? at all. Um, I mean, cause you're not dealing with it. You're just right. I mean, you're just letting it sit there you know what i mean and and bottling it up i would you know i would say and it's just yeah fermenting and just yeah no absolutely <laughs> but it but it made the whole situation scarier yeah because the first time i had a migraine the very first time i had a migraine was after i got flipped by a 107 rocket in iraq right it landed outside our hesco and i was outside it flipped me ass over tea kettle now i had i was fine but the from the concussion that was where I experienced my first in my my first migraine. Right now, I'd had numerous concussions from jumping out of airplanes, hitting my head on the side of the aircraft, of yeah. hitting it on the ground, you know, whatever it was, but never really a giant one from an explosion. Yeah, you get the small resilient one, the, the not resilient uh, resonant ones yep. that, that come off the wall when you're in the house. Um, maybe you do too big a one on the on the range, you know, whatever it is. There's yeah. always some kind of, but that particular one, um, 
along with some others that had gone on. That was that was the first time I'd ever felt that migraine. And so when I started talking about that particular incident in uh, in San Antonio, right. they were like, oh, this is why you're going here. Right. I'm like, no way, that doesn't... All right, you got me. Anyway. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> you know? right. And, and it was, but it was... So I, I, I learned... That was the first trigger that I learned about. It's like I said, when we were talking before, when I walked in and I said, they're like, okay, what are your triggers? I'm like, I don't know. I got one on my 45. I got one on my, I got one on my shot, my breech gun, and I got one on my M4. I mean, that's, they're like, no, wrong triggers. And I'm like, yeah, okay. So. Are we taught triggers at all? Like during anything in the middle, like as, as far as like classes that we're giving, like, like. I can't recall anything. Dude, we're barely, I mean, they're just now starting to give resiliency <laughs> classes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know? I can't, yeah, I couldn't remember. That's why I was just, like, like I was sitting here, I'm like, how did I go to treatment? And I was afraid, like, not, I mean, I probably heard it before. It's just, I, I didn't know what mine were. You know what I mean? Like we said, it's, it's just crazy like that. So it's, it's just, it's, it's funny that you bring that up. We don't, the thing is, is we don't deal with our triggers until we have to face them. And we usually don't face them until we get into, um, the uh like a treatment mode a recovery you know, right you know and, and and we'll you know we'll talk about that here in just a second but you know about when we you know learning learning about our triggers you mm -hmm. know how to, and i mean i know how i learned about mine and learning about mine i mean it was it was my wife my son who was just like oh something's wrong with dad what's going on um during certain things yeah you know um and then um, after I started learning about my triggers, I started realizing that September to February, March for me were my shit months. There was always something that went on during those months right. that would bring my either my anxiety levels up or my depression level down. Subconsciously. Subconsciously. Not knowing why. Right. Not figuring out why. Right. But it was just like, mm. and, and I mean grumpy fuck was there yeah I mean that was and, and angry bastard was there too right you know what I mean and so um, and a lot of people just thought okay that's that's just the way he is yeah and that's you know and uh, you know and so when I when I finally learned what they were and I finally had to face them there was a lot of people that were like okay it's like a night and day what you know what did you do well, right this, right this was one of the things you know so I mean I learned it from my family learned it from my teammates Mm -hmm. You know, and I know, and I have to say this curse word. I have to say it because in our, in our community, this is a giant curse word. But my first step to learning about it was behavioral health. Right. Yeah, of course. And of course. that was, was definitely the first place. <laughs> yeah, no, man. I mean, exposure therapy. Yeah. And then just, you know, self-learning uh, from those that are that are closest to you. You know, but also, you know, doing the research and just kind of figuring out after you figure out that you like, no kidding, have triggers. Like we, like you said, you're like, I didn't know I had triggers, you know? Well, yeah, because you're too busy bottling them up and covering them up. Right. <laughs> uh, Avoiding and isolating. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, but, but it's, you know, it's funny how you say like your family or, or you know what I'm saying, close, uh, close family and friends uh, will let you know your triggers um, in some way or another. But, you know, like for me, for instance, I was told some of these triggers, but I took it as them trying to come at me, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Them trying to like, uh, tell me that I'm fucked up or trying to tell me that, you know, I'm drinking too much instead of them saying, 
But what they're really saying is, hey, like this just happened and this is why you're drinking your ass off right now. You need to, you know, like be some, be cautious about what you're doing and stop isolating. I didn't even know I was, I didn't even know that I was isolating myself, right. man. Not until it was too late. Yeah. 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 Like I had already been doing it for months on end. You know what I mean? Yeah. But family were telling me, but again, when people are telling you and you are already in that dark place when you're not doing so well, you are not going to take people's advice no, very easily. Like, you know what I mean? You yeah. might sit there and be like, oh, okay, thanks. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if you told me something, if I was during those dark times, I'd be like, oh, okay, James. All right, man, I appreciate it. Yeah. But deep inside, I'm like, what the fuck does he know? Like, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> like, just because we're not ready to hear it. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, that's, you know, when you you start looking at that, and I, I look at, um, I think, yeah, it was the year my son was born. And that those were... That year for me was slam packed. I had yeah. I had three three combat deployments in that in that year. Oh wow! Um, and then seven weeks after my son, I came home like a week and a half before my son was born. And then um, seven weeks after he was born, I was I was in Iraq. No wonder we got issues, bro. Like if you just think about that shit, I know. like. <laughs> so one of the the, the chat after my first combat deployment, yeah. the chaplain came in. With and it was um, they had the wives and and we were all kind of going through it and the chaplain goes, all right, um, so I'm going to explain that you know what your husbands just went through over the last you know four months five mm -hmm. months right um, is going to take about eighteen months for them to process figure it out and we're going to be here to do this. And, and help them out. Oh, by the way, in 90 days, they're going back down range. Right. <laughs> so it's like 18 months, blah, blah, but wait a minute. He's fucking leaving in 90 days? What? Yeah. What? So, I mean, that's that's the other part to that. It's like. Yeah, you, well, you don't have time. No, you don't. So like, you know, even if you were trying to do what you should, just how the fuck were you going to do that? Right. So when we went to the, when we went to the whole six months on, six months off. Yeah. What did we do for the six months that we were there? When we came back for the for the six months. It was all right. You guys are you guys are red right now, so you're going to go through your recovery. You're going to do this. Da 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 da. Oh, okay. Now you got to go to language. Oh, you got to do this. You got to. Uh, oh, oh wait. You guys got. You guys are going to this place to go learn how to you know do this. Oh, you're going to go and then all right. You're three months out now. You got PMT. Yeah. And you're or two months out, whatever it was, and you're just like. Holy crap. Oh, by the way, we somewhere we got to squeeze in block leave. All right, I want to take 30 days. Now you got 14. Can I be honest with you right now? No. My internal my internal triggers are like like seriously, internally right now you just saying all that yeah. is bringing a certain feeling inside of you where I'm like I'm like holy fuck, man. I know. Like I I'm legitimately getting excited. You I'm I'm not even about to go do none of this shit, but right? I just put myself back into those times like yep. you just said. I'm like holy fuck, man. Yep. Like, yeah, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, no, it's, it's, and the thing is, is you don't, now that we think about it, you know, my last, my last combat deployment, and I can't even really say me being the operations, our major was a combat deployment, but it was, we helped a lot of teams survive. I'll just say that. Right. Um, but uh, that, uh, I mean, that was, that was 13, so that was seven years ago. 
And even if you look at my first one, which was like an 01, 02 timeframe, right. um, there's still learning what I've learned over the 19 years that this has been going on. Yeah. <clears throat> um, if I hadn't learned, if I, if I hadn't learned this and some of the other things that we're going to wind up talking about, one, I wouldn't be sitting here with you. Right. Two, I would have been an absolute, I would have been, you know, I don't know about you. I would have been a wreck. I don't know where I'd be. I know I wouldn't, I know I would not have my wife and my son right now. If you were still dealing with, if I was still dealing with all that oh, shit. Oh, bro, yeah. for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. You know, there's no way. No and, doubt. No doubt. Um, I probably wouldn't even know my son at, at the age that he's at right now. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, and I mean, we know guys that, that same way. You, I mean, we've talked, we've had conversations. Right. about you and your kids and you know how it goes and I mean that's you we both you, you still got a lot of work to do with that but getting them to understand oh yeah you know of course that's big time yeah I mean that's one of my biggest things right now like whenever I do get back with them you know like we talked before is, is ensuring that they understand yeah like what was going on and, and why dad was uh you know whatever they saw and, and, and make sure that that, I, that that I'm very transparent with them because that's the only way that you're gonna be able to move on and, and actually Yep. Allow them to ask questions exactly. about it, you know, cause that's, I mean, we had, like I said, even this is another personal, a personal one is, you know, um, you know, I brought, brought up the whole thing of you know, dudes cutting you off, stuff like that. Um, right after, I think it's probably about a year or two. So I'd already been getting the gangland block for a while. Yep. Um, crested this hill and they just put this new stoplight in well, number one i don't know who puts a stoplight at the bottom of a hill that you can't see as you're coming traffic was all backed up i got to the top of the hill this dude comes over from the left lane cuts me off slams on his brakes right i don't hit the brakes i gear down you know combat drive slide over to the left, go right down into the, the left-hand turn lane. Thank God nobody decided to come in there because it took me forever to like slow down because I started in the grass. Right. And then just kind of got into it, got to the very bottom, I took a breath, and looked at my son and I said, are you okay? And he goes, I am. And he's staring at me like this. Yeah. And he won't, he won't look away. And I just, I said, should we go to school? He goes, yep. And he's like, He's looking out of the corner of his eye, you know. Keep in mind, this kid was born with his dad like this, right? right? And so <laughs> we turn, go up and make a U-turn, and then we, we go to an, another way. And he looks at me and he goes, uh, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I am, buddy. Why? And he goes, no reason. So it's, a, it's like 20 minutes to school. Right. And he's staring at me the whole way. <laughs> Like waiting me for waiting for, for me to something. like detonate, yeah, and it never came, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that's what because because that's what he was that's what he's used to, yeah. And so he didn't say anything, he didn't say anything, he didn't say anything. And that night he brought it up and he says, he says, how come you didn't get mad? And I said, get mad at what? He goes, this morning when that guy cut you off. That was the segue to me because I'd never explained any of that to my son. 
Right. That was the segue to me explaining this to my son. But I had to be in a different place of to course. be able to do it. There's no way I'd have been able to do that in 2011. Hell, well, not even would you have wanted to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, well, before we close it out, man, um, how does that make you feel, though, now? Oh, no, I listen. I, like, you know what I mean? There's there's times, like I said, it was uh, in that in that situation. I was like, OK, I've defeated some of this. Yeah, I got it. But now I have to work on parts of my family, because if if he's waiting for me to explode and stuff like this happens, I've got to educate him. But then I know his mom's probably doing the same thing, you know. So, well, you got anything else? I mean, no, man. I mean, you kind of hit it all, man. Uh, the only thing is, man, just, you know, things about triggers, man. Um, I'm so grateful. Like you said, I know we keep, you know, hitting on it, but that is the most important thing is, is learning about your triggers, being right. conscious, being self-aware of your triggers and how you deal with them and exactly what they are. Uh, conscious or subconscious, you know what I mean? So you can get a head start on uh, not letting whatever trigger it is turning into a negative and, and taking you down a dark, dark route or dark, you know, uh, through a dark storm. Right. And uh, I guess is what I'm trying to say because all storms pass, but just don't let it take you to a dark storm because that dark storm could, you know, could eventually lead to a lot worse things. But it's, it's just being self-conscious, man, and I'm so grateful that I learned all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, you have to learn your triggers, man. You have to. So, and keep in mind, it's like anything else that we do, it's gonna take you some time, because you may not, it may take something else for you to learn how to do that. Um, cause it, and it's not, um, it's not something that you're gonna learn in like a day about yourself. No. I can teach somebody how, I can teach somebody how to breach a door in a day. Yeah. I can't teach the guy, and I, and, and I don't use the word can't, you know me, I don't use the word can't very often. I cannot teach a guy how to uh, address his triggers in a day. Over a period of time we can, because we've, we've, with just the peer-to-peer -peer part, we've gone over some of yours, right. and that's been two years. Yeah. Can you believe that? No, no, Say it's, it. yeah. Uh, so yeah, man, um, you know, just like he just said, uh, but, Hopefully y'all can listen to this. If you have not, like, don't get to a place where we didn't know what you know what triggers were, and it took us to get to to treatment or 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 our, our treatment facilities in order to know them. You know, take this opportunity now to listen to this podcast and actually learn your triggers so you can take care of them, man. Uh, yeah, I, I'm good, brother. Uh, unless you got anything else? No. Um. On the next one, on the next one we do, and we should have started. I should have started this a long time ago. I'm gonna start leaving um, contact info. Um, both Tom and I will do that uh, for the peer-to-peer, -peer, for the stuff that we do, if guys just want help or if they just need a direction to be able to go to figure this out. Hell yeah. Um, so I got a text yesterday from a phone number and it was like, yeah, da 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 I need help. And I'm like, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, and, and, and we'll Who talk is this? Yeah. <laughs> No, 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 I know what you're talking about. And we'll talk a little more about that here offline in a second. Yep. But uh, you guys know, man, if you guys need to contact uh, uh, James or contact me, go through my IG, uh, scrolling underscore through underscore life, uh, or just type in Tom Brahani onto uh, IG or scrolling through life at hotmail.com. You can email me that way. You can go ahead and, um, you know, if, if, if you're trying to get a hold of uh, James, either way, I talk to him, you know, 
almost every other day. So just go ahead and contact us, guys. If you guys got anything, you need anything, you got any questions towards peer-to-peer, questions for James, or questions for me, uh, just let us know, man. Just go ahead and reach out. James, as always, brother, I look forward to it. Yeah, man. Uh, Look out for some more episodes on Trigger, guys. Much love and respect. James, again, thank you so much. Thanks, Tom. We'll see you all later.